Am I going to jail? That's one of our client's biggest fears, and for good reason. Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income, so the less you make, the less you pay. Today, I want to talk to you about that frightful question of whether or not you're going to jail. If you're charged with a criminal charge, the possibility of going to jail must be hanging over your head like a burden every moment of the day. Besides the concern of your losing your freedom and actually going into jail, there's the question of what's your family going to do? How are they going to support themselves? And what's going to happen with you at work and your job? You have a lot going on, uh, and it's, it's a constant uh, pressure that you're under. We're here to try to relieve some of that pressure. We'd like to help you move through the criminal justice process. With our help, you can get your freedom back and you can protect your rights at the same time. There are a number of things, factors, that a judge will look to when deciding whether or not to send you to jail. There are too many to mention in any, in any one setting, but I just want to give you an idea of some of, the, some of the top ones, some of the most important factors. Uh, one of which is the criminal charge itself. So the more serious the charge, the more likely it is that the judge will sentence you to a, a, a jail term. Um, some sentences, some uh, charges carry minimum mandatory sentences, which means that a judge cannot give you anything less than whatever is mandated under the statute. For instance, uh, a, a uh, carrying a firearm carries an 18-month minimum mandatory jail term at the House of Correction. So that means if you lose at trial or if you try to plea out your case, you can't get anything less than that. So the, the first factor is what is, the, what is the criminal charge itself? Number two is your criminal record. If you have a long criminal record, obviously that's going to work against you, uh, especially a long criminal record. Uh, and specifically, uh, there, are, there are sort of subtopics that the court will look to uh, when making a determination. So if you have a long record, but it's for fairly minor uh, situations, driving on a suspended license, for instance, or an unregistered vehicle, uh, those types of charges are not considered as serious as some other charges, as you may, may imagine. So if you have a long record, the judge will also look to see what are the charges against you? What, what have you faced in the past? Because that's the clearest indication to the court of uh, the type of person you are and whether or not uh, you are a law-abiding citizen. Uh, one of the other things is, is if you have been convicted of anything in the past and sentenced to a jail term previously, if you've served time before, it's more likely that a judge will sentence you to jail this time. Uh, the old adage is you go up the ladder, you don't go down. So that means uh, as you accumulate um, criminal charges and criminal convictions, the punishment gets worse and worse as you go forward. Uh, another thing is the judge will be looking to see if you are a probationary candidate. So on your record, it will show if you've been placed on probation. If you have successfully completed probation, that's very much in your favor. It looks like you can um, follow the rules and get through probation uh, without a problem. If, however, you have a number of violations of your probation in the past, you're going to be looked upon as not a probationary candidate, uh, and therefore the judge is going to be less inclined to put you on probation because it just doesn't look like that works for you. So that leaves incarceration as one of the only other options. 
another is another issue that the judge will look to is victim impact. If your crime is a victim-based crime, such as an assault and battery or something along those lines, the judge will want to know what the victim wants to have happen in the case. Uh, a victim impact statement will be uh, can be given. Uh, the victim can write out uh, their statement, or they can address the court at sentencing. If the if the victim is you know fearful of you and and you know is saying that you're a terrible person and that they don't feel safe, the judge is much more likely to impose a jail sentence than if the victim comes in and says you know it was all a big misunderstanding. I'm not in fear of this person and I don't want that person to go to jail. So the victim impact statement is a very important factor as well. And the third or the fourth case rather the fourth uh, issue is the strength of the Commonwealth's case against you. So if the Commonwealth has a very strong case, that means uh, their evidence would be very strong and likely to win at trial, they're in a much stronger position when it comes to negotiating your case uh, than if they have problems with witnesses, they can't get witnesses to testify, uh, there's evidence that they would like to have that they don't have in. So the weaker the case for the Commonwealth, which means the stronger the case for us, uh, that puts us in a stronger position to try to negotiate something uh, that is less than jail time uh, for you. But as I say, the, these are the probably the top four uh, items uh, that a judge looks to. There are many, many more, um, and uh, they just can't be addressed here uh, in, in a short period of time. Every case is different as every client is different. So uh, you, have, you have to keep that in mind as well. If you are facing a criminal charge, it's very important that you are represented by an experienced criminal attorney. And I know that criminal attorneys can be expensive uh, because, to tell you the truth, uh, their time and their experience is worth it to you uh, to keep you out of jail uh, and to lessen the impact of whatever the criminal charge is. But I know that doesn't really mean much if you don't have the money to go out and hire an, an attorney. At Afford Law, we use a sliding scale when setting our fees. That means the scale is based on your income, which means the less you make, the less you earn, that is, the less you pay for our services. We want to make sure that everybody is represented in criminal and family law matters in Massachusetts, uh, regardless of their ability to pay. Um, we try to make ourselves as affordable as possible because we want to give a voice in the courtroom to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org and feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about criminal law or family law issues in Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.